Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور أعزمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان الثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم الحمد لله another semester has come to an end and some of you perhaps are are graduating this semester or graduated the semester and uh, they have come to an end of another chapter in their lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make use of the knowledge that you have gained in the path of Allah azza wa jal. And make Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the path of the Jannah easy for all of us. We ask Allah azza wa jal to make you all successful in this dunya and the akhirah. Having said that, we know that whether it is the end of the semester or when we are graduating from school, there is some time that we have, a lot of time we think of it, now I have time to do things that I really want to do in my life. And we think of it, now we have free time to do things. But as a Muslim, we understand the importance of time. It is such an important thing when it comes to the time, whether we are free or we are busy. It has to be spent in the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. It is such an important thing, the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sworn by or taken the oath of different times, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wal fajr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking the oath of the time of the Fajr. 
and the ten nights, whether, whichever those ten nights are. Again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking the oath of night and the day and to a point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the oath of the time itself And we know that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the oath of anything it is showing the importance of that thing itself as well. And time itself as an important thing because that is connected to our ajr, our lifespan. Every second passes by, we are getting closer and closer to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the thing that we should always be remembering of. As one of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that the most wise person is the man who remembers the death a lot and the one who prepares for the hereafter. This is the definition of the wise man. Wise man is not the one who makes the most wealth, is not the one who achieves the highest degrees that you can achieve in this world, in the education or whatsoever. The wisest man is not the one who is most powerful. The wisest man is the one who prepares for the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in Surah Al-Munafiqoon. Allah Azza wa says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tulhikum amwalukum wa la awladukum an dhikrillah. O you who believe, do not let your properties or your children divert you from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are one of those things that always become a way of a fitna, a trial or a tribulation to the people, their wealth and their children. And Allah is reminding us, do not make them as a diversion for yourself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the one who are diverted because of the wealth, the one who are diverted because of the love of the children, they are the one who are the losers. وَأَنْفِقُوا مِنْ مَا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَاتِيَ أَحَدَكُمُ الْمَوْتِ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّ لَوْلَا أَخَّرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ وَأَصَدَّقَ وَأَكُمْ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the charity that we have, we have provided you. It's not that we are the one who are the cause of whatever we have in this dunya. It is Allah that everything belongs to. And we are accountable by Allah Azza wa Jal, whatever He has given to us. As we have discussed here in the past, when we use the word rizq, it is about anything that you can benefit out of from this dunya. That is our rizq. It's not only a paycheck that we get, rather it is anything that we get benefit from. And Allah is reminding us, do that before the death comes to one of you, and He says, my Lord, if one of you would give me a spite for a little while, and Allah said, I should give, then I should give sadaqah. That's what he says. And be among the righteous, Allah is reminding us, don't be the one who wait for the death 
and then think of spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah grants respite to none when his appointed time of death is there. There will be no more time given to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is aware of each and every one of us when we are going to leave this dunya. So we are accountable in front of Allah Azza wa Jal about the time that He has given to us is in this dunya. Now today, I actually want to talk about the time because this is something that we think of, we have today because this is the end of the semester. So we will make best out of the time that we are going to get. And yes, we should. Because this is an important thing. There's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he mentioned, نِعْمَتَانْ مَغْبُونٌ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ الصِّحَّةِ وَالْفَرَةِ There are two blessings which many people squander. One is the time, and the second is the health. So whatever Allah has given, the free time that Allah has given us, and the health when Allah has given us, this is the time we have to, we have to try our best to get the most out of it. As another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reminds us of لا تزول قدم عبد يوم القيامة حتى يسأل عن أربيع خصال The hadith says that the, the two feet of the slave will not will remain standing until he will be asked about four things. What are those four things? عن عمره فيما أفناه The life that where he is spent. وعن شبابه فيما أبلاه And the shabab, the youth, his youth, where that youth was spent, was used. And the hadith goes on, وعن ماله من أين أكتسبه And the mal and the wealth, where he gained it from, وفيما أنفقه And where he is spent. This is very interesting, wherever Allah Azza wa Jal talks about the wealth, or the things that we get the benefit from, the rest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not ask us, will never ask us how much we made. It's always asked about how it's made and how it's spent. Because risk comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He kept the control in his hands. And then the hadith says, وَعَنِ عِلْمِهِ مَاذَا عَمِلَ And the ilm and the knowledge that the person had, what did he use for? The knowledge can be the knowledge that is the knowledge of Islam from the Quran and the Sunnah. Or it could be the knowledge of the worldly affairs even. That you, many of you, are achieving, receiving from the university today. The ones who have graduated or going to graduate. We have to keep this in mind. Whatsoever kind of a knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, what are we using it for? It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to hold us accountable for that. When it says we will be asked about it, means there is an accountability that lies on us. And inshallah, I'd like to talk about last thing which is, seems big, but it's not that big. Inshallah, it'll be easier to remember. There's a saying of Uthman bin Affan radiallahu an, he reminded us about 10 things. So it seems 10 is a lot of big number. But it's easier to remember, we only have 10 fingers, most of us. Yeah? So it's easier to remember those 10 things, inshallah. 
And those ten things are related to time. He says, ten things are the greatest waste of time. And when we, before I go into what Uthman <coughs> said, we have to remember, Uthman was one of the Khulafa Rashidin, the rightly guided Khalifa, a very close companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who married to two daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That shows us the closeness of Uthman to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To the extent that even the second daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Umm passed away after marrying to Uthman, Ruqayya and then Umm Kulthum, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one of the riwayahs says, that if I had another daughter, I would have given it to you. This is how close Uthman was. And he was very well connected to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is one of those Hufad of the Qur'an. The one who recited the Qur'an back to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his life. He recited back the whole Qur'an back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know today, we have probably Hufad here also. Many of the Hufad, they link back their chain to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The whole silsila. That goes back to 39, 40, 50, 45, whatever number of people are in between them and Rasulullah When we talk about Uthman, he is the one who recited back to Muhammad He learned from Rasulullah and recited back to him. So when we are talking about the sayings of Uthman, they are very well impacted, affected by the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad As I was talking about the importance of the Sunnah, of importance of the time from the Quran and the Sunnah, we can see that from his saying also, they are very well connected to many of the ayat and the hadith. So number one thing he mentioned, it's a waste of time, there's a scholar whom no one asks anything about the about the knowledge. It's a waste of the time. Think of today, today's time. A lot of time, we're not asking scholars about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Many places I find, scholars have an approach, so they will say what they want them to say. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. And that's a decline. It's an intellectual decline that the one who's supposed to be guiding has been guided by the one who doesn't know. Number two, he says, knowledge that is not acted upon. So yes, MashaAllah, you guys are gaining knowledge. Whether it's the, deen, the knowledge about the deen and the dunya, think of it, again, reminding you of one of the four things that we ask about is the knowledge. What did we do with that? And if it's not acted upon, that knowledge is a waste. The knowledge is a waste if it's not acted upon in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, a sound advice that is not accepted. People give the sound advice, but they throw it away because it does not go along with the desires that people carry. To the point, sometimes people start doing fatwa shopping. Find a scholar who can go along with what I already want to do. That is not called taking a sound advice. That is called soundly following your desires. Okay? Number four, a weapon that is not used. Again, I'm talking about what Uthman bin Affan said. Look at our situation today. Muslim Ummah have 55 plus armies. States have armies. On the other hand, we find, as one of the newspaper telegraph was talking about on November 16th, that was published there, 
about where the Chinese government is forcing the Uyghur Muslim women to marry the Chinese Hans, non-Muslims. They want to take away the demographic of the Muslims in Xinjiang province. They're forcing them to marry non-Muslims. To the point there is a reward for those Hans Chinese who will marry those Muslim women. So this way, they will lose, the next generation will lose the Islam basically. Point is not what the Kuffar are doing, the point should be what we are doing. The thing that we should have to remember, as a Muslim, we are the one who is supposed to be leading, not only the Muslims but the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, blessed us, the, 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 the Quran and the Sunnah, the revelation, the deen of Islam to us. We are the one who is accountable to provide the justice, not only to the Uyghur Muslim women, not only the one who are oppressed in Kashmir, not only the one who are oppressed in Syria. As I was watching a video, two little Syrian girls, they're talking to somebody who's interviewing, calling the, call, they're calling her Ammu, Ammi, my uncle. And he's, she's reminding them, her, uh, the, 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 the man uh, interviewing, how do you feel if your child goes to sleep without eating anything? How do you feel if your child sleeps one night in the cold weather without, without being providing the warm place to sleep? How do you feel? And she's saying, since my father died, we have nobody who can bring the hata, bring the, the wood so we can keep ourselves warm. So we have food so we can keep ourselves, take care of our hunger. We are accountable. We are accountable. Don't undermine the power and the strength of the deen of Islam. Number five, the Uthman said that it is a greatest waste of time. There's a masjid, but, there is, but it's not prayed in. And don't forget, when we talk about the masjid, when the Sahaba thought of the masjid, remember that whenever we talk about the masjid in the times of the era, it was not only a place to just go and bow down there. Muhammad wasallam, he built the first masjid after the migration. He did not build it before migration. We know that. Uba and then Masjid Nabawi. Now he had the power, he had the authority, and at that time the masjid was a place for the worship, yes. Was it a place where the judgments were passed as a judge? Yes. Was it a place to take care of the poor? Yes. Was this a place that was used as a treasury, the Baytul Mal? Yes. Was it a place for the one who does not have place to sleep or nothing to eat? Come to the masjid. Ahl Sufa was one of those people. And on and on and on. That's what the masjid was. Not just to come to pray and lock up the masjid and leave. Or many times, if that's the case, if it's locked up, if you don't find the person who has the key or the number or code, masjid cannot be open, you pray outside and leave. And don't be surprised, it happens. Number six thing, the Uthman Afan said, was a mushaf that is not read from. And Uthman Afan was the first one who made the copies of the Quran, the mushaf. And he was the one, as I mentioned, he was Hafid al-Quran, recited back to Muhammad 
He's the one, he was so much into reciting the Quran that when he died, his mushaf was so used, it was falling apart. And he even died in the state that his blood is on those, on the mushaf that he was reciting from. And he's one of those very same person, Uthman ibn Affan, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, who said that when the way they learned the Quran was they recited 10 ayat, they applied it first. And memorize it, and then they moved on. This is why it took them very long to even memorize the surah. Today, we find many, many millions of Hafad al Quran, but where are the deeds according to the, 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 the Quran that we are memorizing, that we are reciting? And that's what Uthman bin Affan is reminding us of. He's saying the, the Mus'haf, this is a waste of time that it is not read from. I can give you an example from where I am from. We place the Qur'an in the highest place in the house. They even make a shelf. I'm tall enough, but I may not be able to reach there. It's so high. You need a chair or a, or a stool to get on it or a ladder and then get the Qur'an. And not only that, then we put a cover on it. So the dust does not reach there. That shows that how much the Qur'an is used. And really, it is all dusty many times. There are Qur'an, Qur'an copies you will find in the houses. But they're so brand new, some of the pages, they were all connected together, they're not even cut yet. That shows that how much the Qur'an was recited from, and acted upon. Then number seven thing, Uthman said was the wealth from which nothing is spent in charity. This is a waste of time for a person who has the wealth, but is not spent in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number eight thing he said, a horse that is not ridden from. I know that many people have cars, just for the heck of it they have cars. Then they might have bicycle, bikes also, motorbikes, only for the summer for two months in Chicago. There are cars that cannot be driven in this winter weather, so they only come out in those two, summer, two months of summer also. Then the Uthman says, knowledge of, the knowledge of Zuhud in the heart and one who is seeking worldly gains. Meaning, from the heart he is, wants to be very a Zahid person, one who wants to connect himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but all his efforts are shown in just gaining the worldly affairs. This is a waste of time to think that you are going to achieve zuhud. Number 10, a long life in which no preparation is made for the journey of the hereafter. Allah gave you life, but it is not used to prepare for the hereafter. So what am I talking about here? Going back to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the wisest man is the one who remembers death a lot, and the one who prepares for the hereafter. And to do so, we must enter into Islam comprehensively. We have to take the deen from Allah azza wa jal seriously as a way of life. The way of life is not supposed to be read about, it's not supposed to be only read about, not supposed to be only just talk to each other about, rather it should be learned, read, memorized and implemented in our lives so we can really show the whole mankind what a mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has descended on us through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That should be the goal. So yes, the semester is over. But the question should be, what is the next thing I want to do in my life? So we better be prepared 
for the hereafter. We better be preparing ourselves to face Allah Azza wa Jal for our accountability in front, in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That's what the wise person is and that's what you should be preparing for. And for that, again and again I'm saying, learn about Islam to think about what is my role to implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is my role when I watch those, the, 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 the news clips, when I see two little Syrian girls are crying and there are many millions other who are not on those videos, who are crying, who are suffering. Or when we hear about these Uyghur Muslims, what is my role in this to solve this problem? And not only about the Muslims, but the world at large. This is our job. This is the job of the Muslims. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ وَلِكُمُ الْإِسْرَائِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمِ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.